If you're an entrepreneur who's started your own company, or you're thinking about starting your own business venture, you'll need to think about how to finance your business startup. There are several options, but one that is becoming increasingly popular is crowdfunding. This is where you persuade individuals each to give you a small donation. If you can find many donors, you can raise a serious amount of money. This has all become possible in recent years thanks to a proliferation of websites that allow non-profit organisations, artists, musicians and businesses to raise money. There are more than 600 crowdfunding platforms around the world, with fundraising reaching billions of dollars annually. To learn more about it, I'm joined now by Ian Reid, who is chairman and founder of EFA, a leading fintech solutions provider. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Peter. Nice to be here. Now, crowdfunding is a broad term, isn't it? So could you explain a little bit about what sort of things does it cover and also what do the regulations say about it here in Hong Kong? Sure, absolutely. So um, we can put crowdfunding into four distinct buckets, really. Uh, the first one is um, is what you might call charity crowdfunding. This is where you're giving your donation with no expectation of return. Uh, Patreon uh, might be an example of that, where you're actually uh, helping someone, an artist, to to mm -hmm. uh, to participate in their, in their activity. Um, there's reward crowdfunding. Um, this is um, Kickstarter, Indiegogo. Um, typically in Hong Kong, it, we had to use Indiegogo up until last year. Kickstarter, I think, launched middle of last year. That's where effectively you're prepaying for a product. Mm -hmm. So this is where an entrepreneur has an idea. They've put it up on Kickstarter and people are giving, effectively buying the product in advance. And you may get an opportunity to participate in the development of the product. Uh, you can do. Um, of course, there is a risk to this as well, because um, sometimes those products never get delivered. So, uh, And, and I, I, don't know, I don't have the statistics on that, but I, I guarantee that, that some of those products never get made and, and your money's gone. And these types of crowdfunding that you mentioned, charity crowdfunding, reward-based crowdfunding, are perfectly legal in Hong Kong. You're just selling a product, so there's no, reg there's no financial regulation around that. Now, the other two buckets are peer-to-peer uh, -peer lending. So this is debt, debt type of financing. Uh, and there's a number of, um, of platforms for that. And then the last one is equity crowdfunding. This is where entrepreneurs are actually selling small packets of shares out to the general public. And basically giving you a share in the profits of, of, those, of the you're, companies you're or the projects. You're a normal share in the company. Okay. Now, um, as it stands now... That is not allowed in Hong Kong. And it's not allowed in Hong Kong for a couple of reasons. Um, the firstly is a company's ordinance doesn't allow a company to have, a private company to have more than 50 shareholders. And that's pretty much a hard limit. That is part of the company's ordinance. Um, the other, the other regulation is, is from the SFC. Um, so if you want to, f to market shares, that is a regulated activity mm. in Hong Kong. Um, we have seen this particular type of funding develop in other jurisdictions. So in the UK, for instance, there's a number of platforms doing this equity crowdfunding. And in fact, in the US as well, the Jobs Act, which was um, uh, under, came under President Obama, allowed uh, equity crowdfunding. But generally, the regulators limit it to professional investors. And professional investors means either institutional investors or high net worth individuals. So a professional investor in Hong Kong is somebody with more than 8 million Hong Kong dollars of liquid assets. So if you are here in Hong Kong, 
Is there anything to stop you participating in a crowdfunding platform that is in an overseas jurisdiction? Well, in terms of Hong Kong regulations, the, the Hong Kong regulator is only interested in what, what happens in Hong Kong. So if, if you're a Hong Kong citizen and you're participating in, a, in something overseas, then the Hong Kong regulator doesn't really have anything to say about that. We should give a warning here because overseas crowdfunding platforms are not regulated here in Hong Kong. Some of them have turned out to be Ponzi schemes and closed down. Well, in fact, our, our neighbour there across the border in China. So what happened after the financial crisis was the Chinese government cut down a lot on bank lending. Mm -hmm. And that, that pushed um, the market towards non-bank uh, financing. And in fact, there were a number of peer-to-peer platforms that set up and one particular one called Izubao was a Ponzi scheme essentially mm. they were offering a return but uh, essentially the the founders just did a runner with the money and, and and no one ever got their money back so yes we do have to be very careful here and um, of course the other thing worth mentioning is the uh, the ICOs which is uh, flavor of the day at the moment that which should be it's also a form of crowdfunding yeah so that, that is like a, a crowdfunding project, really, isn't it? Rather I mean, effectively, yes. But, you, of course, you're not selling shares, you're selling tokens. Mm. So you might say, well, that comes under the reward uh, bucket but because you're not selling shares. But um, certainly the regulations are changing very fast there. And, in fact, that has been banned in the last few weeks in China. So uh, we'll find, uh, I think, over the, next, um, over the next couple of months, we'll find new regulations coming out in China about that. So what makes a successful crowdfunding project? Um, I think it, it, what makes a successful business, really, that, um, and we talked about this before, that uh, the, key, the key to successful business is a good team. Um, so in order, to, uh, in order to deliver the product or deliver on the promise that the company's making, you need a very good team of people. Mm. Um, but I think a lot of these uh, Kickstarter projects, you don't really get a, a look at that. Um, generally, people are buying because they like the product. Um, I myself have bought stuff on Kickstarter and, you know, I've been lucky and things have been delivered and um, it wasn't quite what I wanted, but um, certainly I, I didn't lose too much out of it. So if you're thinking of doing this, what should you do? How do you go about making a crowdfunding pitch? Uh, as, as an investor or as an entrepreneur? As an entrepreneur. <laughs> um, well, I think, I think the first thing you have to do is not do it in Hong Kong, actually, if you want to, really? want to raise equity. <laughs> that's, that's a bit sad. <laughs> it is a bit sad. Um, but I think um, because, because this has developed in both the UK and the US, we may see things, uh, we may mm. see things develop here. I mean, I think, you know, on average, uh, the average Hong Kong investor is actually quite savvy. Um, and I think the SFC is really worried about mis-selling. So, um, you know, my view, if you're, um, if, as long as you're disclosing the risks involved, then, you know, caveat emptor is, is the way to go. That's Ian Reid, Chairman of EFA. Thank you very much, Ian. Next week, we'll have an eye on the future. First up, I'll discuss how we can teach our children about personal finance and how to manage their money. Jimmy Lamb will see how dual-working parents impact children and the family as a whole financially. And I'll talk to an expert on how fintech is shaking up the world of investment. So please do join Jimmy and me next Saturday at the same time. In the meantime, this is Peter Lewis, hoping you have a great weekend. Bye.